we're back. Welcome back to the podcast. It is me, Vanessa, aka That One Catholic Girl. We are at the That One Catholic podcast. Now, this episode of the podcast, I wanted to go over some of my favorite books that I have on my Catholic bookshelf. It's been a while since I've addressed it that way. Right now, it's a bookshelf of nonsense. Like if I looked over at the bookshelf right now, which I am, there are a bunch of empty coffee cups. Oops, my bad. Um, trash, gum wrappers, and various things that I need to clean off my dresser. But I have had a little bit of a rough week, so I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt, even though majority of that trash is from weeks prior. I'm just going to blame it on me being a little ill this week. And we're just going to ignore it. Sorry, mom, that it's a mess. But it's my room and you should stay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine also I started you try it with my mom right now over podcast. I will. Mom, you want to take this outside? You want to take this into the backyard? We live in an apartment, so there is no backyard. So we can't take it anywhere. Unless she wants to take me to McDonald's. But that's a conversation for another time. But nonetheless, I wanted to go over five of my favorite books that I have on my Catholic bookshelf. And the reason why I'm mentioning these books is because I honestly, truly believe that you also should have these books on your bookshelf. Now, there are seven books, even though I said I was going to mention five. I have to mention seven because I feel like if I leave out these two books, someone's going to come for me. So we're going to say five books that every apologist should have. And these other two books, every apologist should have, but every person that's not even an apologist should have this on their bookshelves. So that's why they're an extra two and they're not included in the top five. And also top seven doesn't sound as pretty as top five. So let's talk about the first two books. The first one being the Holy Bible. You guys need to have a Bible on your Catholic bookshelf. If you're going to call it a Catholic bookshelf and you don't have a Bible, who are you? Now, if you want to be an apologist or you want to study about the faith or do something along those lines, I really encourage you to have multiple versions of the Bible on your bookshelf. Now, I know it's easy right now to go onto Google and just pull up the NIV, the King James Version, the NABRE, any version, ESV, any version that you want. You can pull it up on Google. But I love having hard copies of Bibles or hard copies of any books on my bookshelf because you got to mark them up, put little post-its. And honestly, post-its on the computer are not as fun as post-its in real life. I'm like a post-it fiend like I don't even know if that's the right word I love post-its like today at work I was making post-its of just random things I was just like this is my cart post-it my name is Vanessa post-it my poor work if they're ever wondering what happened to all of our post-its it's because Vanessa's using it for nonsense absolute nonsense I can't help it little sticky pieces of paper with little smiley faces on it sign me up but anyways, you definitely need to have a Bible, at least one on your bookshelf. I have a whole section on my bookshelf dedicated to Bibles where I have various versions of the Bible. I have various copies of the same version of the Bible because sometimes I go through times in my life where I'm really into apologetics and the entire Bible is like highlighted with apologetic verses. And there's other times where I'm reading the Bible for like a spiritual way, like to connect with God. And so those have different highlights. Now, majority of my Bibles are just covered in yellow ink because I find every verse and every word to be important. Like for instance, there's some chapters of the Bible where I have the word until highlighted. Every time someone is addressed as brother, cousin, mom, dad, anything in the Bible, I have that highlighted. 
I have a lot of random words highlighted. Now, if you're an apologist, you'll understand why I have these words highlighted. But if you're not an apologist, you may be like, Vanessa, why are you highlighting the word until? Well, we'll talk about that in a future episode. But definitely have versions of the Bible on your Bible. No. Yes, on your Bible, but um, have versions of the Bible on your bookshelf. Now let us go into the second book, the second like extra book, which is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Now, once again, you could just Google this. Just pull up on Google Catechism of the Catholic Church and look up the various thing that you want. And I really suggest doing that because it makes it easy because the Catechism of the Catholic Church is a hefty book. But I really encourage you to have it on your bookshelf. If you're ever wondering anything about the Catholic faith, open up the Catechism. If you have to go on Google and find out which paragraph number, go ahead. By all means, do that. But I really encourage you just to have a copy of the Catechism on your bookshelf. It's not taking up that much room, and it's fun to highlight things. Also, it has great footnotes. It really does. So if you're ever like, hmm, where do we get this Catholic teaching from? You go into the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it explains the teaching to you, and then you have a little footnote. And you go to the footnote, and it'll bring up either like the Bible, where in the Bible it comes from, the verses in the Bible, or it'll also bring up maybe a council or an early church document or something that an early church father said. So if you're looking for like a handbook, some place where you need to go, if you're wondering anything about the Catholic faith and you don't want to go to Catholic.com, which I really encourage you to do so. I love Catholic.com. I'm a frequent there. If anyone ever was to go through my search history, it's like diet root beer sale, catechism of the Catholic church and Catholic.com. And thebiblehub.com because I'm always looking up. It's a Bible hub or Bible gateway. I use Bible gateway more often. But, you know, just like looking up various things. And then also on um, my Facebook searches where I may be stalking a few individuals. But that's a conversation for another time. Anyways, let us go into my top five books that are not the Catechism of the Catholic Church and not the Bible. So let us highlight the first one. And I feel like if you haven't been a viewer of my channel for a while or you've known me for two seconds, you probably know the answer to this question of what is the first book I'm going to mention, and I'm looking at it right now. It is Why We're Catholic by Trent Horn. I love this book. You guys know I love this book. Not only do I really appreciate the author, Trent Horn is one of my favorite, if not my favorite Catholic apologists out there, but this book, Why We're Catholic by Trent Horn, really, really made me the Catholic I am today. I'm a cradle Catholic, been Catholic my entire life. I got into apologetics before finding out about Trent Horn, but I know if I knew Trent Horn from the beginning of my apologetics journey, the beginning of my Catholicism journey, I would be, I, I would have benefited so much. I wish I knew about him earlier, but I love Trent Horn's work. I love the way he debates, the way he discusses things. And if you also are a huge fan of Trent Horn, if you read his like tracks on um, Catholic.com or if you've heard his debates or you've heard him on the radio shows, you guys definitely need to pick up this book. I'm like tapping on it right now like you can see it, but instead I'm talking to the abyss that it is my dark bedroom. But you guys definitely need to pick up this book. I own various, Various. I own a lot of copies of this book. So if you cannot get your hands on this book, send me an email. Write me an email at thatonecatholic at gmail.com and I will send you one of my copies. I have a copy that is signed by him. He gave it to me. <laughs> so sweet. You're not getting that copy though. That's mine. Right now, the book that I'm holding is not the one that he has cop not copied, that he signed. So you're not you're not getting the one on the bookshelf that's signed. I'm not sure which one of the many 
copies of it that I own, which one it is on the bookshelf. But if you message me and you're in need of this book, um, let me know and I'll send it to you. If not, you guys can buy it on the that one, not that one. You can buy it on the catholic.com website. I really encourage you to check out what books they have to offer on that website. Now, moving on to the next book. Now, this is in no particular order. Honestly, it's just the way that the books are stacked on my desk and I'm hoping I'm not going to drop them, including my mic. That would be devastating. But the next book that I have stacked is Jesus, Peter, and the Keys. This is by Scott Butler, my bad, Norman Dahlgren, and Reverend Mr. David Hess. And there is a comment by Scott Hahn on the front. I really, really, really love this book. Now, this book explains the papacy so well. It's almost like the catechism of the Catholic Church, of the papacy, of Peter, of the keys, like of Jesus Christ. Like you open it up and it has so many good footnotes. It breaks up things in like sections. It answers every question that you could ever have. This is just a great book to have on your bookshelf. And I was listening to a debate a few weeks ago. And one of the debaters who were on the Catholic side referenced this book. And the debater on the Protestant side was like, yes, I also have that book on my bookshelf. So if you want to be like the top debaters, you guys need to pick up this book. It's a great starting place to learn about the papacy. And it's a great like branching off point. Honestly, there's a lot of stuff in this book I have not been able to grasp, but I love this book. But we see that Scott Hahn wrote a um, quote about it and Father Mitch Pacwa, which was a debater that really caught Tim Staples, like caught his attention when he was converting to the faith. So if you love Mitch Pacwa, if you love Scott Hahn, and you got to pick up this book because they thought this book was good enough to write a quote about it and have it written on the back of the book. So pick up this book. It's great. The next book I have is one of my favorites. I picked this up at a thrift store when I was in Vegas and I read it in the car and I got very, very car sick. But this book is amazing. Honestly, any book by this individual is amazing. The book is The Case for Jesus by Brant Petrie. I've been listening to him being interviewed on a lot of different podcasts and radio shows lately. And he's just so smart. I just, I cannot grasp what he says sometimes. I have to go back and read it. But this book is amazing in defending the validity of the Gospels. Because a lot of people like to say that the Gospels are not true or if the Gospels were written like way later than they were or that the Gospels were written by Anonymous, that they weren't actually written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So he breaks it down here, how we know who wrote the Gospels, how we know that their they're validity. This book is just great. I really suggest picking it up. And it also has a quote by Robert Barron. Um, you guys just definitely need to pick up this book. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Pick it up and pick up any book by... Br- Brant Petrie, if you have the opportunity, listen to what he has to say on radio shows. He's so smart. One day, I could only dream of having some little bit of intellect that he has. He also wrote The Jewish Roots. Oh, sorry, my bad. I forgot the beginning. Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. I do not own that book yet. So if you guys want... Please rate this podcast with five stars. Give it a like if you're listening to it on YouTube. Subscribe if you're listening to it on YouTube. Subscribe on your various apps. Help your girl make some money so she can get the book. Just kidding. I could buy the book. But it does really help out if you do give this um, podcast a like or rate it or subscribe to it. Give it a good rating because then it'll show up on other people's feeds and other people can hear me talk about a lot of different things. I was going to say nonsense, but there's no nonsense in the Catholic Church. 
we don't accept the nonsense. But if you guys want to hear the nonsense of my daily life in other episodes, um, let people know about this podcast. And if you guys just want to, like, send people this podcast so that they could roast me, like, another, if you need another reason to roast me in real life, then by all means, do it. Maybe your friends will convert to Catholicism. Anyways, the next book is one of the first apologetics books I've ever owned. My mom bought me this book for Christmas and or for my birthday, one of the holidays. My mom bought it for me for some reason, and I was like, this book is beautiful. I'm not going to mark it up. And I don't think I've actually marked it up to this day. I think I just have little papers inside. I don't think I've ever taken a marker, a highlighter, a pen to this book because it's just so beautiful, so pristine. Honestly, the way that I've kept this book, you would think that um, I've never opened it before because I've kept it so clean. And this book is Behold Your Mother by Tim Staples, A Biblical and Historical Defense of the Marian Doctrines. Now, if you want a biblical and historical defense of the Marian Doctrines, like a catch-all of all the Marian Doctrines that you may struggle with, this book is for you. I absolutely love the way Tim Staples explains things. If you guys ever want to hear from him, you guys can check him out, especially on Catholic.com or listen to the Catholic live radio show he explains things so perfectly he's hilarious i love watching him speak but i went to the catholic answers conference which you guys definitely should attend this year if you guys do attend let me know and i'd love to meet you guys i'd love to sit down and chat with you guys i'm a nervous wreck when i meet people so if you ever want to see me in real life be nervous more nervous than i am right now then definitely go to the catholic answers um conference if you're not going because you want to learn more about the faith, if you want to go because you need another reason to roast me, then let that be your reason. Maybe you'll strengthen your faith. And also, if you need a friend who also needs someone to roast, bring them to the Catholic Answers um, Conference, and then maybe they'll convert to the faith or um, deepen their faith. But this book is great. It defends Mother Mary. It defends the church. It defends our teachings of Mother Mary. And I just love it so much. I love defending my own mother. I love defending my grandmother, and I love defending my mother, Mary. So if you need help defending her, pick up this book. And also, Father Mitch Pacwa also wrote something on the back about this book. How, how amazing is that? Father Mitch Pacwa was like the one that really, like I said, um, made Tim Staples' eyes open to the church. If you ever want to hear him talk about it, he talks about it. I believe he talks about Actually, he starts the book talking about it. So I find it so cool that... Father Mitch Pacwa wrote a quote on the book. One of these days, if I ever write a book, my I could only dream that Trent Horn would write a quote on the back. And hopefully it's not like, Vanessa is crazy. Don't read this book. My, no, I don't think he'd ever say that. But I would be honored nonetheless. Even if it says, do not open this book. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I would be like, <gasps> how kind my favorite person wrote a quote about me. Yeah, I'm a fangirl and he knows it, but that's fine. We all, we all fangirl over something some days, and mine just happens to be any work by Trent Horn. But it's just because I think that our intellect, I think my mind works exactly the same way as his mind works. Now, I may be a dummy. I may not grasp everything. But when he says something, he explains something, I get it. When other people explain it, sometimes it just goes right over my head. Like when my mom tells me to clean my room, I don't understand. What did you say, mom? I don't get it. But if Trent Horn said, hey, Vanessa, listen to your mom tell you to clean your room, all of a sudden it'd click. My room would be spotless, clean. Please, Trent Horn, do not tell my mom to clean. Do not tell my mom to tell me to clean my room. I'm a little lazy right now. I'll get around to it. 
He's not going to hear this. Please do not hear this. And the last book that I think that every Catholic apologist should have on their bookshelf. This was kind of just like a random book I just pulled off my bookshelf. But it's one that I always go back to and I really, really enjoyed. And that's why it's on my desk. Now, this one, I haven't really dived too deep in it. Dove too deep in it. But it's one of my favorites. It's A Biblical Defense of Catholicism by Dave Armstrong. This is just another great handy book to have on your bookshelf. If you ever have a question about the Catholic faith and the catechism didn't explain it thoroughly enough to you, or a Catholic by Trent Horn didn't explain it thoroughly enough to you, then maybe this book will help. This book um, is a great one. Honestly, it's like one of the ones where like I go to and I'm just like, I know I'm going to get a straight answer. I know it's going to lead me in the direction to dive deeper. And that's what I really love about all these books is that they don't give you every single verse to defend something. They give you a starting off place. It's kind of like, here's a verse. Now go look. Go look for yourself. We're not going to do all the work for you. Now, there's some books that will do a lot, a lot of the work. But a lot of these books are like, here, here's a few verses. Now open up your eyes. Open up your Bible. Open them up and go look for the context. Go look for a better understanding because they could give you everything. They Like um, I've Jake um, on his podcast, Cutting the Gordian Knots, which I um, was featured on not too long ago, had brought this up that you could have a recipe, you could have all the ingredients, but if you don't know what to do with those ingredients or what to do with the recipe, if you don't know how to basically turn on your stove, you don't have the pots and the pans, or maybe you do, but you never use them before, you're basically lost. So you really need to apply your knowledge. You need to apply all the resources you have to make the food. Just because you're equipped with the stuff doesn't mean that you're going to be able to make the food. Maybe maybe you don't even know what temperature chicken is fully cooked at. I don't know. I have to Google every time. Also, my oven hasn't been cooking food properly lately. So I've been having a lot of raw pastries. I need to look into that. That's That's something that you guys didn't ask about, but now you've learned about me. Anyways... Those are my top five books that I think that every Catholic apologist should have on the Catholic bookshelf with the plus two of the Catechism of the Catholic Church and various versions of the Bible on their bookshelves. Now, like I said, if you guys are looking for these books, some places I highly suggest picking them up at are either catholic.com if they're offered there. I suggest checking out your local thrift store to see what people have donated. Help out your local Catholic gift shop. They really need your help. They need, everyone needs our help nowadays, you know? And I know a lot of gift shops were closed for a long period of time because the world was shut down. But help out your Catholic gift shops, all right? Send your money there. Buy your books there. And if they don't have them there, check them out on Amazon. Check it out on Barnes & Noble. And like I said, if you guys need a book and you're like, Vanessa, I'm in need of this book and I just, I can't afford it. I can't, I, but I need it. I will find a way to get it to you. So if you're ever in a situation like that, like let's say you need a rosary. Let's say you need a medal. Let's say you need some help or you need some prayers. You need some support in any way that I can help you out in. Send me an email or even if I can't help you out and you're like, I need a car, you know, I can send you prayers. I need a car too. I can't send you the money for the car, but I'll send you prayers that you find a way to obtain a car through whatever means is proper. I don't know. Also pray for me because I want a car too. But 
reach out to me. You can reach out to me on my various social media websites. You can find me on a lot of different things at that one Catholic girl, that one Catholic girl.com, that one Catholic girl on YouTube, one Catholic girl on Twitter, that one Catholic girl on Instagram, or you could just email me at that one Catholic at gmail.com. And I promise I will get back to you in some way. You'll be hearing from me. Maybe you shouldn't email me because maybe I'll just send you random emails all the time saying, Hey, I missed you. Just kidding. I will. I won't do that. I won't do that at all, but I will respond back to your email, hopefully in a timely manner. Sometimes I'm the worst at responding to emails. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with them. You know, I receive a lot of emails from Amazon saying that my packages have shipped or Wells Fargo telling me, hey, Vanessa, you spent more money. Last night, I, well, not last night, this morning I woke up at like 4 a.m. and I was looking through my emails, right? Because I'm waiting for an email from my doctor. And I saw like this charge on my Wells Fargo's credit card. I'm like, hmm, what what is this? And I spent $10 on makeup brushes last night at like midnight. I don't recall the event, but I know that I did it. I know that's something that 12 a.m. Vanessa would do. So I'm going to take away my credit card, okay? Anyways, guys, maybe I should instead be buying the book that I, the Jewish Roots book. You know, that's going to be my next expense. I prom, no, I can't make that promise, but I'm going to try. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give it a like, rate it highly, send it to your friends. If you like this podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. I'm going to talk to you guys very, very soon. I promise about apologetics topics. I'm already coming up with a few topics that I want to talk about. I also have a few guests that I have planned to have on the podcast. We've been reached out by some people who want to join the conversation, which is so, I'm so honored. I could cry, but I'm not going to cry right now because I still have makeup on. But maybe in the night when I take it off, I'll cry. I'll let you guys know if I do. Anyways, guys, pray for me. I'll be praying for you. And I look forward to seeing you guys in my next podcast. God bless and good night. If it's nighttime, it's nighttime for me. Okay, shut up, Vanessa. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs>